tuning in to the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind the scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I'm coming over, see me down at the station by the lane with my hands in my pocket. I dig this song. I just have it's to hear it. I like the song. Let it go so, for a half minute. Just for a half minute. Well, we don't have a time, but yeah, Beck, go it alone. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is AfterBuzz Blacklist. Uh, my name is Nando Velasquez. I am not Joe Braswell. Joe Braswell. What, what's, what's his excuse this week? Uh, Joe Braswell's a bad person. That's all I can come <laughs> That's up all, with. Okay. Joe Braswell is currently in Harlem. He is enjoying dinner, and, uh, and we, we miss him, but we do not like him. <laughs> Fair enough. And we're also missing uh, Julia Carley. Julia is in Las Vegas with her husband celebrating her anniversary. Aw, that's where, nice of her. Who do they think they are? Yeah, who do they think they are? Whatever. On a, on a Tuesday. On What's a going? Tuesday. Oh, no, nonetheless, on a Tuesday. Unacceptable. So, unfortunately, uh, we're, we're, we're down two, like the plague, but uh, we, we still got two left. So, uh, joining me across, if you haven't heard him already, uh, a little scratchy. But uh, Mr. Uh, Joe Sanfilippo. It's nice to be here with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just the two of us men right over here. It's me, versus, me versus the year Flippo up, up opposite me. We can here. hold this thing down. We, I believe in us. We can hold it down. So uh, we're going to bang this one out here. Uh, hopefully we can entertain you, just the two of us. I think we can. we got the better half here. Uh-huh. So, right, so uh, we're talking about episode five, which we just saw, which is the front. Uh, number 74 on the list. We seem to be hitting like all of these numbers are, are around the same uh the same range. They're all like in the 70s, 80s, I've noticed. Yeah, I would yeah. say that on the baseball bat, we're about here. Not up to the meat of the bat yet. We're right. We're right. Just <laughs> if you're watching the visual. Yeah. Just where it's going to hurt your hands, it's but where not you, hit your hands. It's kind of where you put the resin. Like still a, with a chalk when you're, when you're, when you're, um. Have you played baseball, have you? <laughs> not in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Dodgers. Anyway, so. <laughs> you know, I really liked. What I liked about the case here, it, it was like one part Da Vinci Code, yeah, one part Contagion. Yes, you know. So I, I really dug it. I mean, it was very quick on both of them, but I, well, I did like this. And, and that's what I kind of took away from it. I mean, it was—it's a bold idea, and I think, it, I think I felt like—and and this is the the weirdest thing I've ever said about the blacklist. But yeah. I felt that this should have been two episodes. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like they had enough going on. Fair enough. That given that we have seventy-four episodes in a season. Um, this should have been a twofer because I mean wrapping up plague in the last minute is is tough. Well, we landed all twenty five planes and everybody's cool. That's I mean that's a that's a tough sell for me. Yeah, you know, uh, doing the uh, doing the uh, the the plague is over wrap up. That's that's not always well. Easy. It was like there was that one point in the commercial break when all of a sudden the outbreak happened. Yeah, you know, we had a woman taken in the and then the, we skip ahead. Yeah. To, all to, of a sudden, you know. it's like mass hysteria, cats and dogs uh, living together. Right, right. You know all of that. You know it, it's tough, and, and especially when you when you can draw the corollary right now to to how how clumsy our reaction to Ebola has been. You know, and it, you know, I was thinking the same thing. Like, what crazy timing for an episode like this? Really, and you know, they shot this a long time ago. Yeah. This isn't like they shot it right over the weekend. You know, I, so I, I actually was wondering if they. You know, I, I'm guessing I haven't seen any news stories really about about this, but this feels like the kind of episode that if 
if I worked for NBC, I might like consider pulling. Well, I think that they probably. I I, I think that it could have gone either way. I would imagine, but if, if things had gone differently in, in Dallas, they they might have maybe. You know, when you think about it, if if fifteen or twenty people had come up with infections, yeah, they probably would have. But it didn't. I mean, there's wound up wound up being only the uh, the one nurse that got infected. But it was it what was interesting to me was germane to the case is that you know we we wrap up a plague that with with twenty five people with an airborne pneumonic pneumonic plague, which is uh you know the deadliest plague. Ever. From Seriously? the 14th century, they have this big treasure hunt to find this thing. Apparently, 14th century plagues were buried in Staten Island. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that was such a punchline there. I mean, the only thing worse is, it, is if it was in New Jersey, I guess. Uh, but Staten Island, probably right next to the, the Fresh Kills landfill. No, you, you, just uh, keep, you, you keep expecting Nicolas Cage to come up and talk about the, you know, the Declaration <laughs> of Independence at some point or another. It, but it, it is uh, it is it is a little Staten Island, and it's in the deadliest the, plague in the planet. And it's uh, what, the, uh, the the what do you call it, the Native American bureau ground there? The, yeah, it's really it's it's quite the stretch. Native but, um, American, yeah. yeah. So many jokes there. I'm just nah, going to skip over. Go. Yeah, uh, so many jokes. But anyway, so yeah, let's talk a little bit. We're, we're going to you know sit with the two of us, we're, we're going to jump around a little bit. But again, love the case. Uh, I love the whole Da Vinci Code aspect of it. You know, we see this woman at the very top. She's been uh, battered, abused. You see blood Carrie coming. Ann Maddox. Carrie no, Ann Carrie Beck. Carrie Ann Beck. Yes, because Maddox is her Maddox husband. Is the hubby. And we see her making a call to uh, well, who we find out now is Pepper. Um, and Pepper agrees to meet with her, and it's a double cross. We see the man there that's been yes. abusing her, which we find out, of course, is Maddox. And uh, apparently, she's uh, she's selfish. You know, she can't stop. She can't stop us now. Everything's in place, is what Maddox is saying. And he's trying to grab her bag. Uh, she ends up pulling away, and next thing you know, she gets run over by a cab. And this is over, uh, I guess, in D.C. It's in Dupont Circle in D.C. So uh, anyway, and it starts this whole crusade, so to speak, uh, with this mysterious painting. Uh, which they discovered because when they um, when they went to discover her, which she, she was incidentally, I don't know, if, you know, very interesting. I don't know, I don't know why they made this character choice, but she was pregnant, thirty weeks pregnant. Well, I, I think the pregnancy is I, I, just I, to trigger Lizzie's. I'll tell, I'll tell you why I think it's going to happen. Lizzie's going to try and go. I think I think Lizzie's going for that kid. That's what I think is going to happen. Think so? I, I think had a so. feeling we would go to uh, say that as a prediction of some sort. I don't think she would, but I think it definitely triggers her her baby mama wanting wanting. The, the, the uterine ache that she might be uh, experiencing oh, right now. The stuff she wanted from season one. Yeah. Yeah. She wants a kiddo. And and uh, and her reminiscing about Tom. Yeah, they got a little romantic. Yeah, got a little romanticized. A little bit there. Yeah. Yeah, especially toward the end. When yeah. she was having her, her time with Samira. Very interesting. But anyway, so they discover, they discover uh, the body, uh, who's brain dead. Carrie Ann, and they discovered she has clay under her fingernails, but it's very rare clay. It's 700 years old. So, very big mystery. And it's from Siena, Italy. Siena, Italy. Now, what I would like to know is how you find out exactly where the clay comes from that quickly. It's 2014. I guess they figured it was an art uh, exhibit of some sort, so that's where they got the painting from. Very, very interesting seeing that. Like I said, kind of Da Vinci Code-ish. Kind of like the Crusades, all these priests apparently having a piece of the puzzle. You know, right. uh, you know um, that. Like, I, what, what movie was that? Was that Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? It they was, had a little bit of the, that. The, the priests wind up with the Holy Grail. And yeah, the, uh, there was a couple of movies I think that that done that. You know, where they have pieces of the puzzle hidden amongst. Like uh, I said, this should have been two episodes. Section. They could have had a flashback to you know. You could have had a period piece. You could have had the priests wandering in the desert. Yeah. And, you know, you could have had the one die by the side. It could have been some fun stuff. I definitely agree with that. So we we see uh, we see them go to Staten Island, and of course, you know, and nothing ever good comes out of Staten Island. I said it for years. <laughs> There's nothing worth the good goddamn if it came oh, out of Staten there, Island. There goes our five listeners from Staten right? Island. Uh, Screw you guys. 
So apparently the uh, burial uh, site, the bones get moved to the Holy Trinity Church in New York City. Uh, Carrie has a, a moment. It's a beautiful church. It's a beautiful church. Carrie uh, has a moment with Maddox there. She doesn't pull the trigger, causing this outbreak to... Uh, uh, Lizzie uh, has the moment. Did I say Carrie? You did. I, and, I meant Lizzie. And I feel that we have several Lizzie WTF moments this episode that no. I, I'd like to take a moment to discuss. Let's take a moment and discuss them. I'd like to discuss the Lizzie WTF moment with not shooting Homeboy with the bones. Okay. Well, he was going to drop them, and if he dropped them, it would release the plague. Do you know how contagious these are? Do you know? Mm. If you shoot me, we both die. Yeah. As opposed to everyone else on the planet. Anyway... Whatever, and then and then we have the the second Lizzie WTF, which is the polar opposite of the first WTF. She, you know, Samara's got she's she's gotten infected. She knows she's sick. Navabi, yeah, Navabi, yes, and Samara, and Samara. And, uh, and and she's don't whatever you do, don't come in here. And Lizzie goes, I I'm, I have to. You gave me a funny look earlier, and I have to let you know that I'm brave. You called me out on my first stupid WTF, so I have to do the polar opposite WTF. Yeah, because Navabi was the one that was like, "You're an idiot. We're having an yes. outbreak because of you." Because you, you're 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 the you're the monkey who killed all these people. Yeah, and then, and she, then she goes trying to save Navabi right. to prove to you that I'm not an idiot. I'm gonna go in here and breathe in some plague. And of course, they have this really nice little girl uh, <sighs> girl moment. This nice little scene between the two of them bonding. This right. female bonding moment. This this one borrowed from so many different movie tropes. Like this was you know that that scene. Yeah. I I thought for the longest time I'm like please. I'm not longest but for that that entire time lizzie was outside mm-hmm. that door i thought we were gonna have a star trek uh spock and and, and kirk like please don't please don't well i think it's interesting because obviously we know from a previous episode that navabi is uh on red's payroll or there's something going on between navabi and something, red yeah you know we even saw that a little bit this episode when when red was going up for aram but lizzie at the same time is obviously trying to keep secrets from red trying to get her uh guardian angel i believe it was said uh off of her back this uh the hot sniper that julia loves so much when she's not thinking about her anniversary uh <laughs> just because you're married doesn't mean you're dead you can't appreciate when uh, when, when the good people uh, at nbc throw you something to look at careful buddy your wife might be listening she um, would never listen to my show are you kidding but <laughs> she can barely stand to talk to me when we're face to face much less <laughs> Go back and listen to me talk for an hour. Uh, okay, well, in that case. Uh, so, yeah, we definitely see Lizzie um, trying to get her, her tail off. Uh, she goes to Red at the beginning of the episode. We noticed that, uh, trying to convince Red to get rid of him. Uh, he won't do it. Uh, and we see her playing, playing around a little bit with the tale as far as, uh, you know, she's going to a, a, an appointment to her doctor and we see this woman who looks a bit like Lizzie, uh, who she's paying off. To uh, to cover for her as she goes to do her little well, secrets. Got it. Right. So we don't know what she went and did, though, right? Well, we don't know what she went and did, but uh, around the time when we see the double actually going to Lizzie's place, taking off her clothes, that little seductive scene that we heard the mm-hmm. uh, the song that we played at the top, Beck going alone. Uh, around that, that time, that was sexy. That was a very sexy scene. Too. It was very very sexy. And you know, I was I was gonna say I was like writing in my notes here because I wasn't paying attention to I didn't realize it was a double right away. I was like, whoa, Lizzie's showing a lot more skin this season. And then it turns out it wasn't Lizzie. And and not for anything, Lizzie's paying that chick some big money. Yeah, she's not giving her like a hundred bucks. She's dropping like some serious coin. Well, this is serious business for her. So wh- where's she getting the money? Hmm. I don't know. Well, I, mean, I think she gets paid pretty well. FBI. Let's let's assume and her dad that she's possibly making... left her some bank. And you, and you think- figure that Red probably, uh, technically, Red probably gave her dad, her father, 
money to take care of, of her, so she's probably settled pretty well after so all. Do you think that Lizzie has the kind of scratch where she can grab what I mean it looked like ten grand. It looked like it was like that, you know, like here's the T V and movie ten grand. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like I, that's the sheaf of money that we've all come to recognize as ten thousand dollars know, in we, TV. We assume visuals. that Red's been taking care of Lizzie behind the scenes before this before the blacklist even started when she was a kid. So I would imagine she's pretty well off. So you think Lizzie's got the money to go give him? I think she does. I All think right. she could retire if she wanted to, uh, but she refuses to, much to your dismay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the contribution she's making for us all. <laughs> but, yeah, but we do see during that scene, we do see her sitting in that seat that she was sitting at the end of last week's episode. Remember when she was holding that key, mm-hmm. staring at that mysterious door? So we get to see her in this, it looks like a boiler room. Doesn't it? Yeah, and then we see this mysterious, like, Thug. Like tiny, you got the big dude. Yeah, yeah, he's got a bouncer, he's got that weird thing on his ear. I don't even want to call it an earring. I don't know what the hell that thing is. Like it's tribal or something. Yeah. It's really weird. Uh telling her it's too late, it's really late at night, but she insists on going in, so we see her go in. And we can only assume that this is the source, but but it's very weird because we saw her with the key before, and here comes this guy out of the door. So the door is not the key doesn't hold the key doesn't open that door. I guess that door opens on its own. But she has a key for something. And right. it's inside wherever she went. In well, there. Yeah, well, that, well, that's what we're assuming. But we don't know. We don't know. We don't know what Pepper's key was for. No, that's not Pepper's key. Though. Oh, who, who, this is, I'm still talking about Lizzie. Oh, we're talking about Lizzie. Because okay. Lizzie had the key at the end of last week's episode right. for that door. For the what, what we well, thought maybe was that's that a door. key to get inside that place, and then Tiny's in charge of the door. And there's another, yeah, exactly. How many private prisons y'all have in New York or, or DC, wherever this is? That's I mean, this DC, is, I believe. Is that DC? Yeah, I believe that's DC. Yeah, I, I didn't know you could do that, but probably at least one. Behind every at third least, bar, there's there's, you there's, know, there's at least one door. There's a big Samoan cat who's got yeah. in charge of what so, you're going So to we really don't know what's going on. All we know is that she's paying off somebody to uh, to cover for her while uh, Red's tail, you know, is watching over her. And this guy's getting getting some fun looks at, at her double. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, writing uh, on uh, on on the window, bite me, which I felt was a double. Was, which great. I felt was a double entendre. Uh, you know, I, I was like, was... is he inviting? Is she inviting him in, or is she just saying, get out of here? I thought know? that was pretty brilliant. I liked the way they did that. I, I enjoyed <laughs> I enjoyed everything about that until it wasn't losing. But uh, but that was that was great. I liked that it was smart because it kept him involved, kept him engaged, but at the same time didn't blow it. You know, like, no, nah, I don't I don't want to hang out with you. Just yeah. like make fun of you and tease you. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, before we go on, let me bring up uh, let me let's talk about iTunes for a bit. Let's talk uh, about iTunes. Let's talk about iTunes because uh, we're on iTunes. Is and, that where we are? Yeah, chances are if you're only listening to us and you're not looking at us on YouTube or on AfterBuzz TV, you're probably listening to us on iTunes. So if you are, thank you very much. We would love it if you gave us some ratings. We'd love it if you uh, remarked. Is that the right way of saying remarks? Wrote some comments. If you commented. Just comment. Was, yeah, yeah, just comment. Remarked. Sounds and if you weird. have any remarks that you'd like to leave in yes. your comment section, in your, in your we'd comment be happy section. to have your remarks. Absolutely. You know, uh, I, w- I was looking and yeah, we, we definitely haven't had many new comments on iTunes and it really does help us out. You know, when you give us high ratings, you put us high up on, on the list and it's stuff we could show to publicists. It's stuff we could show to cast members. We'd love to get some people. We haven't really had anybody here for the blacklist, um, you know, at all. So we'd love to get some people on here. So please Lots give us comments. some comments. Comments on YouTube, and, but we'd love to have some on iTunes. Yeah, we'd love to have both, uh, if possible. We definitely read your comments. Uh, due to time, I'm not going to be able to read uh, any people this week, but yeah, we do uh, read all your stuff, and we love it when you tweet at us. We'll give you our Twitter handles later. Um, so yeah, please keep doing that, and uh, and yeah, please support. Uh, it, it supports us. It supports this show. It supports AfterBuzz as a whole. The uh, I guess 80 plus shows that we do weekly. Uh, absolutely. So, anyway, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about this outbreak. So, we see, uh, 
um, we see this cult. Actually, you know what? I actually, this this felt like the following to me a little bit too, didn't it? it with this did. cult, yes, it kind of had a little bit of a following feeling to me with these people blindly, uh, you know, taking this uh, this plague in. I have I have such a uh, uh, we've said this but you and I have discussed this before on a yeah. different show I have such a huge reaction when people choose to die I mm. just find it so disgusting yeah. like I mean, if you're terminally ill that's a very different thing it's a, none of my damn business but yeah. if you're if you're young and somebody's telling you mm. that you should be choosing to die this cult crap this you know like uh, like Jonestown the whole the concept of it, I find it so abhorrent and so absolutely uh uh, incomprehensible. Yeah. So every time I see it, and they always like to have that shot of a young woman. I, I, anytime they shoot anything with a cult in it, any, any network anywhere, mm-hmm. they always like to have that one shot of a young woman choosing to be sacrificed in some way. It's like, oh God, that's so horrible. It is horrible. That that first woman, Sharon. Sharon, and yeah. even Pepper. Uh, she, was, she was a cutie, and here she is, like betraying Carrie Ann at the top, and she seems to be a second in command, and, yeah. and kind of as Red Keep was calling toward the end, Eve, like yeah. uh, his Eve. They were they could romp around like bunnies while the end of the world is happening because they had the cure. But anyway, so yeah, we see oh, we see Sharon get infected and going straight into DC, uh, into Central DC, infecting about twenty three hundred people. This is like right after a commercial break, so it went from like nothing to something major. Uh, and then when uh, they discover a rat, a rat hair on her body, on Sharon's body after she's deceased. They uh, trace it to this lab, the only the only place that wasn't like a medical lab that I guess had deliveries for this specific kind of animal. I and guess if you're raising laboratory rats and somebody orders some, you just bring them. It's I guess amazing. That's how it works. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't know. You can you can do anything. There's an app for that probably. There's probably there's probably a. It's probably an app for that. Labrat.com. Yeah, labrat.com. Um, so. Anyway, again, this should have been two episodes, I think, because it's it's all been. Wait, wait how many episodes? So much. Seriously, how many episodes do you think it should two. have been? I think two. What are you I trying think, to tell me? I think this would have been much more <laughs> chewable, digestible. Okay. Uh, in, in I two think episodes. this podcast should be two episodes talking about you Six saying two hours episodes. Of me discussing how long I think the show ought to be. Yes. Uh, <laughs> love you. Uh, anyway, so through this, uh, Red discovers, well, you know, let's get to the, let's get to the whole meat of this. So we, well, first of all, when, uh, when the FBI end up going to the lab, they find out the plot really is that there are 28 cities, I believe there were, that were going to be infected. 24, right? 24, it was in the 20s, 24 or 28. It was divisible by four, and it was in the twenties. Whatever it was, it's a lot. It was a lot, and uh, and we saw the scene where they were all circled up, all the cult members, and everybody, including Maddox and Pepper, were breathing in this. Uh, yes. This um, this disease, or so this plague, we thought, or so we thought at the time. So, but yet, you know, everybody is going off on a plane. Travel the world, see exotic places, die there. Uh, except for Maddox and Pepper. And, uh, luckily, uh, the Canadian guy, the guy going to Toronto, it's probably a joke there too, uh, is, uh, <laughs> is on a later flight. So this is where we see them have this interaction over at the airport, uh, where we see Navabi get into it with this guy. Uh, we see him spray her. With, I guess, a portable version of this, uh, with, with the plague. And, uh, we see her try to take this selfless act and lock herself up, even though she got shot right before Lizzie was able to, to, um, kill this guy, right. Perez. And, uh, and then we see Lizzie make this WTF moment, like you said, sneaking in there. We see them both about to die. So obviously it's all up to red. It's gotta be up to red. It's Who gotta be, be up, up to red. 
And Red, uh, Red's been talking to around because Red, uh, you know, we gotta talk about that too, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Red's been talking to Aram, and between the two of them, they figure out exactly where this Maddox guy is. And a beautiful, you know, beautiful, one of the several beautiful scenes with Red. Uh, you know, just, just dissecting, uh, Maddox and Pepper. He has Pepper all, uh, handcuffed up, yep. up. And, and I love, you know, kind of what you said about people willing to die for a cause. I loved uh, Red's monologue about this guy either has to be a saint or a megalomaniac. And you're no saint. saint. You're no saint at all. And it just showed his true motives, too. And I guess it makes sense when you see this guy didn't want to drop the plague in in the church with Lizzie. Because if he really truly wanted to die for a cause, he probably would have just destroyed the plague and... At least try, you know, cause that plague. I mean, he had bigger plans, but still, right. it was, still would have been a win for him. As long well, as he released the plague, I would assume. Well, it's some scary, scary stuff to consider. You know, yeah. I, I always hate it when they do TV shows like this, because it seems to me like you're giving a real template yeah. to, to, the, to the crazies out there. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you ever thought about it? Well, here's how we would do it over at NBC. We would send 24 different chart. people to 24 different airports, and we'd send them all over the place. By the time they landed, if it was airborne, we'd have everyone on the planes infected. We wouldn't yeah. tell anybody for 16 hours, and by that point, it's pretty much out of control. That's how we'd do it. Hmm. Just saying. I, they always make me nervous. I'm like, please, nobody that's crazy, watch that. But I do love, I do love the fact that Red shows up. You see Dembe coming with a whole bunch of jars. Uh, of of what looks like the antidote. Right. It's only two people that want the antidote, and that's Pepper and Maddox, yet they made enough for a lot of well, people. you know, it, it, I would imagine it's kind of like Kool-Aid. When you're making antidote, it's, you know, you make a little extra good to have just in case somebody comes over. I guess. You know? <laughs> in case somebody comes it's over. It's like Kool-Aid that way. I guess that's true. In case in case he finds another woman he wants yeah, to bed. you know what? Ah. Uh, he gets a little harem. I wonder. Yeah, might might not get, you know, we'll give some more shots he gets tired and gets, gets tired of Pepper and he sees another redhead he likes or something. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, uh, anyway, here's the mysterious thing. So, you know, we talked about Lizzie, and this is where you got a little confused at me, uh, about Lizzie holding this key last week uh, for this, what we thought was the boiler room door, but now it's something else. So Red, apparently, he wanted to get after Pepper. He didn't really care about Maddox as much, but what he wanted was something that Pepper had. And what she had was this old-fashioned key. He needs this old-timey key for Old-timey something. key. Very different know. than very different than because uh, Lizzie's key was more of like a modern key, but yeah, and and she uh, Pepper hid it in the glass bottles on on the tree, the little uh, I guess they're a little uh, wind uh, chime thing, and uh, so very mysterious. So so what do you think? Let's talk. Let's talk about this actually for a second before we move on. What do you think this key is for? Any I don't idea? think it's a key. I think it's got a maybe. I'm hoping it's not a key because it seems like if it's an old timey key, yeah, then Red could have probably broke into whatever it was. I mean, old timey key. It's, uh, the reason we don't use old timey keys anymore is because they're easy to pick the locks from. That's you would why think, we use, right? That's why we use the tumblers with the five and six different. So you so, don't think it's the key that he wants? I think it's. I think in in the key maybe there's a there's a there's a microchip. Or or, really? or a silicone chip, or mm-hmm. there's like a little flash drive or something in the key that's going to code to something else. Because why well, is an old timey key? Yeah, if it's an old timey key, we can pick an old timey lock. Well, it's possible that's unless easy. unless there's like a room with a bunch of keyholes. He doesn't know which one it is, but he knows his key will open up that one. He it, doesn't want to open up every single keyhole. You're right. There because, could be because then this one will just open up the magical one that there, he needs. There could be a wall of 417 keyholes. Yes. And he, yes. Instead of opening up 417 boxes and getting different information on each one, he just tries this one key 417 times. I bet Mr. Kaplan could open up 417 old timey key boxes in like 25 minutes. Yeah, but still, that's too and much. You wouldn't even know she was there. But that's too much information. 
I just opened you. up the right one. So, so you're. Uh, I don't, I'm just saying. I'm just. Uh, this um, is my contention. I think it's like something in there is 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 uh, is got information on it. Something in the old timey key. Okay, the old timey key. I love the old timey key. Timey key. We need some like silent music, uh, movie music or something they don't in the get background. Us <laughs> extra, extra. It's an old timey key. Uh, so anyway, so uh, so Red has this key. Well, let's also talk about. Uh, you know, Red saves the day, and of course, you know, we, we'll, we'll get to that, but Red is also uh, hunting for his daughter, as we yes. know from previous Z- episodes. Jennifer. Jennifer, aka Zoe D'Antonio. And I love, well, that's what it, it turns out to be the alias, I suppose, yes. because Red, when, in what I think is a, a series of hilarious scenes. With our boy Glenn. Yes, uh, is at the DMV, patiently waiting for his number. <laughs> and that, that was awesome. I, my first thought was like, I'm like, dude, does Red really have to wait at the DMV? Just We've join, never seen him drive before. Right? We've join, never seen him drive. Join AAA. Worst case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But uh, but that, that, that was awesome. I enjoyed that very much. I love that. Uh, you know what? Uh, the character's name is Glenn, but I didn't get a chance to look him up. I don't know if he's on IMDb. But hilarious. I love I loved this guy. I love the fact that Red is using a DMV guy to track as as his best tracker. Right. I love uh, I love the attitude this guy has. I love Red's uh, you know conversations with him. Like you know you it's know not the my fault you, you came know the, up short. Yeah. Well, that too. And you know the vending machine still doesn't work. You know all this other right. stuff. The woman, the woman taking, uh, doing the test needs to shower. Yeah, all yeah, this he's stuff. Got, yeah, he's got like he's, the whole thing. He's fighting the DMV. I think it's something we all kind of secretly wish we could have the guts to do. You know, to to actually argue with the DMV. I think some writers on the blacklist are having are are, are using <laughs> are using red as a proxy. And, and last week they went after something very near and dear to me. They went after solving. Uh-huh. And do you know where I was over the weekend? No. I wasn't solving. Really? I love me some solving. Ah. And so this week they're going after the DMV. So I will say this from my scorecard. Uh-huh. Solving, you're wrong. It's lovely. DMV, you're right. It's atrocious. Yeah. So I, there, there you go. We're 50-50 right now. So I, this guy really was kind of like a classic DMV guy, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, the attitude. Even with Red. Even with making an, people wait. An international criminal uh, waiting his turn. So, right. uh, so yeah, so eventually, uh, you know, Red, uh, Red got frustrated with him, went to Aram, but, uh, luckily Mr. DMV guy was able to get a match for, uh, for Red's daughter. We found out her name, or at least her alias right now is Zoe D'Antoni. D'Antonio, yes. D'Antonio. And, uh, and Red thanks, uh, Glenn and also gets a new vending machine for the DMV. Really nice of Red. <laughs> because you know what? You're pissed off enough at the DMV. It's, it's so frustrating being there. At least you could do is get a soda when you want it. Yeah, nice thing. When you got the money. Yeah. You're like, you know what? Why make the money if you can't enjoy spending yeah, it? Yeah, come on. You know, right? it's enough, it's enough aggravation going there. At least kind of try and make just a little comfort. Well, a little and, comfort. And, and if it, I just want to say this because it's the truth. <laughs> if you went to go set up a, a vending machine in a public, uh, in, a, uh, in, a, in a government office, yeah. you would have to swim through so much paperwork, it, wouldn't, it, it could never be worthwhile. Yeah. So they, I love that they just went and did it. It's yeah. like, I'm just going to set it up to hell with you guys. No, you got to love that. So uh, Red, we see toward the end, we see Red has found uh, what looks like Zoe D'Antonio. And she's working a food truck because you know that's that's all the rage right that's now. It's a very hipster thing. Doing. That's all the kids are doing that. It's a very hipstery thing, and uh, you know I'm sure the Yelp reviews are great. And uh, <laughs> so we see him staking her out. And again, so Red now knows where Jennifer is, and he has this key. So uh, so are the two connected? Do you think the two are connected? I I don't know. I mean. I... <laughs> It's, it's just the timing. It's just the timing of it all. You know, it's not like he's he's not focused on one. He's doing both. I'm, I'm getting to that place where with, with this, and and it's probably been that way a little while. Where I think that that we're being kind of like dangled along, 
and and I want uh, you know our, the key has been a thing for a few episodes, yeah. and I think they've gotten their money's worth out of the key, but it's definitely time to be done with the key, at mm-hmm. least on Lizzie's end. Yeah. Um, then we have a new key. And so we'll we'll see what was Lizzie was hiding behind the door. I think yeah. we'll, we'll well we'll see that they, next they, week. They it sounds clear like. about that. Yeah, that's, that's it sounds like we'll see that week. next week, and that's probably um, you know that key. But it's it the, the secrets like there are times where I get frustrated because uh, you know clearly we're being you know we're being led along, and that's fine. That's yeah. part of watching TV. That's part of what of we're doing. Course. But and it's part of the fun. Okay. But um, but with with Red and and Lizzie and maybe the sister, mm-hmm. maybe not the sister. Whatever's happening, I want that to be revealed. Damn it, I want I want to find that out. That that is starting to bug me. You know, and what's really awesome too is when Lizzie finds out because Aram accidentally blabs to Lizzie about the uh, about what Red's having him do. That, you that know, was, that, that was, that was, yeah. those are oh, fun. I shouldn't have said. I'm so, I don't even have it. Right, well, first of all, I love the fact that they're using Aram so much this season. Yes. And he's obviously great. But uh, but Lizzie confronting Red and it's so obvious. Red's calling her out on being jealous. And we even heard that when she's talking to uh, Navabi, right. when she's sharing this information with Navabi, which she probably shouldn't be because she should realize Navabi's probably going to tell everything to Red. Right. But when she does that, uh, you know, she says, Red Red was right. I am jealous, obviously. She she said something to Alon to that extent. So it is really cute to see uh, this conversation between Red and, and Lizzie about Red's daughter when you and I clearly... <laughs> Clearly, are in the same brain the, the pattern, brain trust in this room, and believe, and we both believe that Lizzie is Red's daughter but, as well. Can we, can we talk briefly about that little? Now 16? that we can bond here without, yes. without the other two without getting in the way, two, without him yeah. over there yelling because yeah. he normally makes some sort of amazing oh, sound at this point. Totally. Arr. Yeah, and then or he makes her. fun of one of us, and then this one or her starts wanting to punch me. me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, we don't need yeah. that. We don't need we, that. We know the truth. Yeah. Here's the thing I want to discuss. Uh-huh. I want to talk about that 16 millimeter at the end where he's watching the kid, uh-huh. right? It's kind of, kind of, ooh, we're not sure what is going on because yeah. at one point the kid is coming out from one side of uh, of mom's skirts, and then next shot she's coming out the other side. But could it be a different kid? We're not sure. Mm. Could it be two girls in that clip, or is it one girl mm. in that clip? Well, you gotta admit, you gotta admit, Jennifer does look very similar they got to a Lizzie. Look. They look similar to Lizzie, and to the, and to Lizzie's double even looks very similar to both of them. Absolutely, she could have been Lizzie's du- double as well. So very similar look. Lots a lot going on there. A lot going on. I think there is a lot going I on. Thought, there. I think we got sisters. That's all. Yeah. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I, I kind of agree with you. Uh, I think we just about covered just about everything. But I, I do want to talk about that one like tender moment at the end when well, first of all, Red is uh, playing music for Lizzie to wake her up from her uh, from her coma, and then we see on the other side we see Samar. Mm-hmm. So we got our, our Aram is there with with her. We got our tender corollaries. Yeah. And uh, and we see that moment between Aram and, and uh, Navabi. And you know what? With, with, with Aram and Navabi, and, you know, that's, that's that's you know, we have no one, you know, but we'll, we'll be for there for each other. Yeah. And he's he's got himself a little little, little something of a crush. He's got a crush, but Navabi kind of gave him a little... Uh, he got a little handy-handy. Yeah. He got a little handheld. A little bit there. And I, you know, and, and it's funny to me because uh, Aram plays it so. I know oh, she touched me. I know, you know, I know. That's what that's what cracks me up. Um, again, he's. I love the fact that they're using Aram so much. Yeah. And and uh, the he's actor playing charming. him is just a charming, very charming moment. And we see him getting all excited. And you know, we see that that Red is confiding in Aram as well. So perhaps uh, is Navabi kind of using Aram? Right now, or, you know, maybe because of, uh, you know, Red has need for Aram apparently from time to time. Is she playing, you know, we, we saw last week when, uh, when Lizzie went for that psych eval and they made that little bet. Remember when Navabi made that bet with Aram that whether or not Lizzie was telling the truth right, during the psych right, right, eval? Right. 
and and Navabi covered up for uh, you know didn't want Aram to know this right. stuff. So you know we noticed that, that she's already playing mind games a little bit with Aram. Well, I think if you're in, I, I don't know, I've never been a Mossad agent, but I would imagine if you're a Mossad agent, you're, yeah, you're you're uh, you're in in the very elite in a very small country yeah. that is um, constantly under threat. Uh-huh. Um, I would imagine you get used to probably thinking on your feet and using people all the time, and yeah. it kind of becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. So if you can have a moment of genuine tenderness, that doesn't mean that doesn't negate the idea of you using that person in the future, or you know. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're having a moment here, but I, yeah, of course I'm going to use you. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm so, Mossad. That's what we she's do. She's Mossad. She probably is manipulating him a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that Poor the tender Aram. moment. Well, that doesn't mean the tender moment isn't real, though. Uh, at that moment. I mean, I guess he saved her life, technically. Or he had something to do with saving her yeah. life. Red really saved her life. I think it's more red. It's more red. But he was there for her. Absolutely. When and, she woke up. And, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for being in the hospital with someone. I mean, that's... yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we're pretty much, uh, pretty much done with this. Uh, we're gonna move on because we got very limited time today. Apologies, guys. Uh, we're gonna move on to some predictions. How about that? And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Okay, so based on what we saw for next week's episode, so any of you people who don't like to watch scenes from next week, you might want to tune out a little What's bit here. What's wrong with you, by there the way? Are, there are a few people like that. No, we discovered that. I discovered that in another After Buzz show or two. So we just want to put that little there. We we noticed that next week up there, you know, NBC is like, everything's about to change. Uh, and it's based pretty much on this door that Lizzie's going through, that boiler room type door. So, I, I mean, look. I mean, you and I, I think we're on the same page here. You think it, you think it's Tom? Uh, well, I think I think. Uh, I, I mean, I now that we don't have first, Julia here to say I was right first, the first yeah. person to recommend to say that was Julia, but only because we make her do predictions I first. Know, but she said it first, so we have to acknowledge All that. Right, okay. and, and I think it's a solid prediction. Yeah. Um, so yes, I think Tom is behind the door. That is mine. I, I agree with Julia on that. And Tom is probably the source. And Tom thinking. is probably the source. Okay. Um, I'm not, as, I'm not sure if Tom's a source, but I feel like that, that's what we're being led to believe, at least. So we'll see about that. Uh, my prediction, uh, aside from the door, uh-huh. is that Lizzie is going to make a go for the kid somehow or another. They're going to try and adopt that kid. And of I course, think that's she, just freaky weird. Well, they won't give her the kid. She's in no position to do it. But, yeah. you know, I think she's going to have some sort of, I want to see this kid often I, I think kind of she, thing. I think she's got too much on her plate right well, now no to go doubt. for a kid. But, I mean, but if definitely... I a, if I were an adoption pal, I'd never be like, hey, she's the one. But if anything, I will say this, that seeing the kid and just remembering reminiscing about her and Tom wanting the kid has made her feel more nostalgic for Tom. So perhaps the, a romance... <laughs> she has him as a prisoner and perhaps there's a little romance still kindling little, over there. Stockholm Syndrome going I feel, on? Well, you know what? The thing with... the thing with uh, What's his name? Uh, we haven't even talked about him. This uh, wrestler. Like... I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I thought there might be a love interest there, but really at this point, it's like, forget that. And you know, it's funny. Everybody lit me up on the interwebs that I said that I that I thought there was no chemistry. I I don't see any no, damn been, chemistry. Been, no, people agreed with you too. People no, agreed yeah, with you. On, but I, yeah. I got a lot of people that were like that. Since I'm like, do you guys know what chemistry looks like? Yeah. I'm not to be argumentative, but no. I don't think there's any. But anyway, so uh, and that's pretty much it. And just some more exciting scenes with Red. But we're definitely going to see Tom probably come into play, and we're going to see definitely it's going to come between Lizzie and Red again. So we'll see what happens, and we'll see what happens with the daughter too. I'm excited to see that. A lot going on. Yeah. So anyway, so that pretty much wraps up our uh, our episode for this week. Sorry for the short one, uh, but you know we're two handed here, and uh, 
somewhat and whatever. Uh, you can reach Julia and Joe on uh, Twitter, Joe K. Braswell and uh, Julia Carroll, I believe. Uh, Mr. Sam Filippo, where can uh, we find you? You can find me on uh, on Twitter and on the interwebs uh, at Joe at Joe Filippo mm-hmm. on Twitter, and my website is josephsanfilippo.com. And I just want to shout out real quick, uh, if you have children that are young, we have produced a wonderful children's dance show called Miss Aaron's Magical Dance Class. If you go to Miss Aaron's Magical Dance Class.com, check it out. It is uh, something I'm very proud of. Oh, cool. Lizzie, when Lizzie gets her kid, she might... Um, she show- might t- take a look at Miss Aaron's yeah, Magical Dance Yeah, she might totally do that. Okay, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. You can find me here on other AfterBuzz shows like The Walking Dead, Homeland, uh, and Scorpion. And uh, there's tons of other shows here. Again, rate us, comment on us, all the AfterBuzz shows. We totally appreciate it. And until next week, when hopefully we'll have Joe, uh, Joe and Julia and myself all together, uh, thanks for tuning in and catch you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.